0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com.
1: Look, look, Lord knows that I'm blessed and I make moves, Lord knows I confess. Devil hates me so the devil breaks free but he can't make moves with a hole in his chest. Man, what a mess. Got to slay demons. Souls are possessed. Got to slay demons. Souls never less. Like Dante Nero. Roll with the best. This is no lie. Yes, you are
0: listening to the Bill Kasky Podcast. Your question is, why is Bill playing this rap artist? Well, this rap artist is none other than Zubi, and he is my personal guest today. We're going to be talking not about rap music. But we're going to be talking about building your personal brand. He has done it over the last few years. He has amassed hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter and the other social platforms. He's released several albums. He's uh, an author. And he's just an all-around really good guy. He's Oxford educated, lives in England. And I think you'll really enjoy my interview. We talked with uh, Zuby about building your personal brand. Enjoy it. Hey, welcome, everybody, back to the Bill Kasky podcast. As I said in my front row, we've got a very special guest today. His name is Zuby. You might recognize him from Twitter or Instagram. He is a hip-hop artist from England, and I've been following him on Twitter over the last few years, and I'm really, I really respect not only his content and what he does, but how he does it. And I want to talk to him a little bit today about branding and practice and maybe some things we can all learn from a hip-hop artist. Zuby, welcome to the show. How's it going, Bill? I'm doing great. And you're in England? What part of England?
2: I'm based in Southampton. So down in the south, about 60 miles south of London. Okay. And rumor has it you're considering a move? Not considering. I'm definitely (laughs) moving. The past year and a little bit has made it absolutely certain that I need to escape my home country, unfortunately. Um, It was going to happen anyway, but the past year has really accelerated that decision. So yeah, it's going to be my last couple months here. And awesome. then, um, I think I'll go nomadic for a while, but um, I've got to I'm going to be working on getting a U.S. visa as well for later down the line. So we'll see where it goes. I don't have super solid plans yet. I'm not going to formally formally announce anything beyond the fact that I'm going to be getting out of here.
0: Yeah. To the U.S. or can you even say that?
2: I don't know. I mean, I'll end up in the U.S. here and there. I'll definitely be in the States by the summer because I've got a few events booked over there. Okay. But long term, I don't really know yet, to be honest with you. But with what I do, I'm totally location independent. Yeah. So yeah. I can kind of be anywhere and work from anywhere. And I've been working for a long time to get into that position. So I'm happy yeah. to be there. Yeah, I doubt if
0: you have too many ties and, and things that bind you down. You seem like the kind of guy that could be pretty fluid. Uh, mm-hmm. If an opportunity showed up in Toronto, you probably wouldn't take you five years to dislocate from. It. You could <laughs> you could get it done pretty quickly. I'm
2: I'm sure. Yeah, most definitely. I don't know how easy it would be to get into Toronto these days. Well, <laughs> they're uh, they've turned into a dictatorship, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I'm really glad
0: to um, have you on the show today, Zuby. And I've been following you for years on Twitter and. Uh, Uh, I really enjoy your commentary and political and cultural stuff, but I wanted to talk a little bit today about brand building because you've really built uh, an exquisite brand over the past several years, Uh, not just, again, in your hip hop uh, rap artist business, but also the different things that you do. And uh, I thought we could dive into that. And then I want to talk a little bit about the the relationship you have with practice, because I feel like you're a performer, you're an artist. You probably don't just wing it and go into the studio. You pr- there's probably some practice methods that you have. And I think we in business don't practice nearly enough on the big events that we have. And I want to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want you to uh, share with my audience a minute or two on who is Zuby? What's your background? I know a little bit of it, but why don't you take it and spend a couple minutes of riff?
2: Yeah, sure thing. So I'll give the short version of it. So I am a professional rapper, author, podcast host, coach, public speaker, and creative entrepreneur in general. I was born in the UK. I grew up in the Middle East, in Saudi Arabia. I lived there for about 20 years. When I was 11 years old though, I went to boarding school in the UK. So I was back and forth between the UK and Saudi Arabia for many, many years. I did really well in school. I got accepted to Oxford University. I went there, studied computer science. When I was in my first year of university, I started rapping as a hobby and got good at it really quickly. And then when I was in my second year of university, I released my first album, which was called Commercial Underground. So I put that out there and I was just traveling around the city and other cities, um, Oxford, London, Bournemouth, Southampton, different cities in the UK, just hitting the street, selling my records direct to fan. I ended up in the long-term you know, selling over 25,000 albums hand to hand. And that's really how I initially made my name. I started doing live gigs, touring. And after I graduated from university, I took a year out and did my music full-time for one year. I released a second album called The Unknown Celebrity. After that year, I moved to London, worked in the corporate world for a couple years. I was a management consultant for three years. Not everybody knows that, but I was still juggling my music stuff on the side. And then in 2011, I took a big jump and I became a full-time musician. November 2011, I became self-employed. I left my corporate job, left that all behind and just started hustling hard, releasing music, traveling around to every single city in the UK, selling my albums, doing live shows in the UK and also in Europe, and really just building up my name, individual by individual, hand-to-hand combat, person by person. In 2014, from 2014 to 2018, I made the majority of my income by doing pop-up shops in different shopping malls around the UK. And then 2018, 2019, things started to shift more online. I'd always been building up my audience online, but I went viral in early 2019, which put me on the radar of millions of new people. That was with my uh, deadlift video where I temporarily <laughs> identified as a woman. That went viral in the UK, in, across Europe, in the USA and Canada. Went crazy everywhere. That led to a lot of doors opening, people discovering me. And off the back of that, people discovered all my previous work, my music. By this point, I'd also started a podcast. Mid-2019, I released my first book, Strong Advice, Zuby's Guide to Fitness for Everybody. Went on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, the Ben Shapiro show, BBC, Sky News, Fox News, lots of different media, both traditional and new and from then on, things have just been on a whole different trajectory for me. Yeah.
0: So when I look at the Zuby brand today, and this is important for our listeners, is to to hear the the trajectory of the brand started with hand-to-hand combat. I mean, you were literally selling $20 or whatever CDs, 20-pound mm-hmm. CDs to people who adored you and they liked you and they enjoyed your music. I mean, you weren't trying to convince them to buy it, I would hope. You were oh, just- no,
2: I, Oh, no. I'm, I, this, this is Strangers. These people oh. had no, most of them had no clue who I was until the day they met me and they bought Oh, me. okay. Yeah. Well, I'm talking different. about strangers. Yeah, yeah no, I, I had no, I had no big PR, advertising, budget, marketing. I didn't even mention, I I've done all this independently. So I don't have a record label. I don't have right. a team. I don't have a manager. Everything I've done, everything I've achieved, this has just been off my own work and then the support of my fans. So when I used to sell my CDs like that on the street, I would um, approach people in the street. I'd play them my music, introduce myself, show them what I was doing. And if people wanted to buy it, it was like, hey, this is how much it costs. If you like the music, if you enjoyed what you just heard and you want to check out more of it and support an independent artist, then, uh, you know, you can buy the CD for 10 pounds here. Yeah. And thousands of people said yes. Thousands said no. But you remember the ones who said yes.
0: You, you moved on. Yeah. So so let's dive into that a little bit there. When we talk about building your brand, it's taken a long time to do. You have probably loved, if not every minute of it, you've loved a lot of it. I mean, you do this out of passion. You don't wake up every day and say, oh, God, how am I going to build my brand today? <laughs> so you love what you do. Give us a couple of tips for people who say, you know, I don't really have a brand. I think I need one because I'm either a CEO or I'm a VP of sales. I've I've got an executive rank or I've, I've got a message. I've Mm -hmm. got a message. I want to get out to the world. What, what a couple of tips would you have for people who are in that mode?
2: The first one might be, don't even consider it a brand. (laughs) Okay. I don't consider myself a brand. I know I am in a way, but I'm Zuby, right? I'm, I'm me. I'm the same person on this podcast as I am in my music, as I am If we met in real life, my brand is just me being me. And that is not that can't be replicated by anybody. So if you want to be totally unique, if you're talking about yourself as an individual and you're not talking about creating a product brand or a service brand, but you yourself, a so-called personal brand, then you have to be yourself. And the more genuinely you are yourself, the more people will like you and love you and respect you and adore you. Some people won't like you. People will <laughs> feel like they hate you. Some people will oppose you, etc. cetera. But that's fine. If you are genuine to yourself, then you're building a, on a really solid foundation. As soon as you start faking it, as soon as you start being contrived and you try to be really contrived about a brand or you try to pretend to be something you're not or support stuff you don't and represent yourself in a false way, then number one, people can see through it. Absolutely. But also number two, the people who are then following you and who are supposedly supporting you or even your fan base or customers, whatever it is, they're supporting a false premise. And so if the real you ever does come out, then actually you're in trouble, right? A lot of people these days worry about getting so-called canceled, right? People are worried about getting canceled, getting the mob, attacking them, et cetera. You can only get canceled if you build an audience that. Is likely to even cancel you. You generally do that by being fake and trying to appease people who you shouldn't actually be trying to appease. So my personal recommendation, whether someone is an artist or an entrepreneur or whatever it is, is be true to yourself, be who you are, and that will naturally resonate. It's okay if everybody doesn't like you. I think as artists, entrepreneurs, etc., as people, you there's a thing where you sort of want everybody to like you, but that's just not it's not possible there's yeah. no music there's no musician in the world who everybody likes and everybody listens to uh there's no food in the world that everybody enjoys people have different tastes different preferences people like different things and that's fine and people have different beliefs but if you are honest to yourself and you're true to yourself that comes through to people and it's likely to attract the people it should attract and if it puts some people off then it's probably that small minority of people who you don't really want there exactly anymore. exactly
0: talking to zuby today you can find out more about his music and him at zuby music.com is that the best website zuby? yeah Zubymusic.com music.com is the spot okay, perfect got a new album
2: coming out uh the end of this month it's going to be going out to so i ran a kickstarter campaign last month which was really really successful um brought in over a hundred thousand dollars in 30 days I'm going to be putting it out to my Kickstarter backers this month. They'll be getting the digital version, and the CDs will start shipping out this month as well. But the wider release is going to be in June or July.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, congratulations. That's
2: great. Thank you.
0: Yeah. You know, the the whole personal branding thing, I really agree with you there, is that when I go into a company, and I, I just had a conversation this morning with a lady who is a CEO, a president of a construction company, and she's been in the company for 15 years. And she's really, she's got a great vibe. She's good on camera. She knows the business. I mean, her, she, people know her. She is a recipe for success for building her personal brand, but she's petrified of being in front of the camera and it's not comfortable for her. And, and one of the things I said to her, as I said, you know, if you're trying to do something to get people to like you, that's a recipe for disaster. So if you're showing up in front of the camera, trying to put on this persona where, God, if I do this right, more people are going to like me. And I think that's instinctive for us. I think we kind of naturally flow there. But you, I don't sense that you really – you're a nice guy, but I don't sense you really obsessed with whether people like you or not. Do you?
2: <laughs> no. Uh, I said this on another podcast. I went from – when I started out, I wanted everybody to like me. And then after a while, I realized that not everybody would. And then I accepted that not everybody would, and now I'm at a stage where I actively don't want everybody to like me, <laughs> 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 which is uh, which is a good position to be in, right? You know, it doesn't mean that I'm you know I'm, I'm a very kind, warm, open person. So actually, the type of people who really don't like me are the type of people who I, you generally wouldn't want to no. hang out no. with anyway, because I'm not putting out, no. I'm not there putting out some horrible evil message or anything. You know, I've got a I'm kind to everybody I encounter. And so but at the same time I'm I'm unapologetic and I'm pretty open about who I am and what I yeah. believe and I'm not afraid to share a controversial opinion here and there. That's that's fine. Um I've just accepted it. And in fact it's gotten to the stage where it's part of my so called brand. And it's not again, it's not really a brand. It's just hey that's that's who I am. That's yeah. how I am. Not everyone should You know, I've had people ask me, hey, I'm trying to grow on Twitter. Should I kind of do what you do or should I? I'm like, look, man, just be yourself. Do do yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to. It's up to you what you want to put out there. You know, there's stuff I won't put out there. I'm not like totally unfiltered. Right. I value privacy. And I don't think every single thought in my brain needs to go out to the public. But My degree of what i 'll put out there is beyond maybe what it would be for the average musician or average public figure, and so some people latch onto that, and the message resonates with them in fact, with the majority, I think it does yeah, and there's some people who don't like that message, and it's that's okay
0: but I bet you're you're following increased if if not in numbers I'm sure it did also in the passion they had for you when you became willing to say look I'm not I'm not for everybody didn't didn't it create a lot more deep seated adoration for you and respect for your message after you did yes. that yes
2: yes absolutely um so both in breadth and in depth so yeah. it greatly increased the size of my audience and then the connection I have with my fans and my supporters is is deep right it's not going to be super deep for everyone but There are a lot of people all around the world, all different ages who have like a real strong connection and respect and admiration for what I do. Um, There are even people who disagree with a lot of my views or certain things I say or whatever, but they love following me. They find me very compelling. They respect the fact that I do put my things out there and I am real. I'm genuine. I'm not just making stuff yeah. up as I go along or flip flopping. And, you know, they could they can see that. So even if they don't totally even if they're not on, on board with all of it, you know, they're on board with some of it. Um, yeah. But even if it's only 50%, it's like, cool, well, that 50%, I hope you can take something from absolutely. You.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think during the pandemic, I, I really uh, got into your material. And I feel like you were saying things that everybody was thinking, or a lot of people were thinking there was mm-hmm. like, yeah you know he's kind of right there. I mean, I don't agree <laughs> with twenty eighty percent i but but you yeah. were just saying things out because you were fearless, mm-hmm. and that that's what uh, that's what I love about you okay once again, we're talking to zuby today. go to zubymusic.com and uh, check him out there. Are lots of YouTube interviews that he's done. He was on Joe Rogan, as he mentioned, Ben Shapiro. I've seen you on a couple of British uh, interview shows that I really liked, uh, the two dudes that I can't remember their name, but- uh, Oh,
2: trigonometry maybe?
0: Yeah, trigonometry, yeah, right. Uh, I really liked them. I think that's a, was a good model. Anyway, I want to talk about practice for a minute in the time we have left. You know, as a as a coach, as a sales coach and business coach, leadership coach, I am constantly- Trying to get my people to practice. So if they have a large presentation, don't just walk in and have it be the first time you gave it when you're giving it to the customer. And I, I think I find a lot of times we have a really, really poor relationship with practice. Like, yeah, you know, I didn't, I ran through it in my mind as I was falling off to sleep the other night. I'm like, no, that's not practice. How does a guy like you who's a, a performer at the top of his game, how do you? practice and what is the relationship you have when you're getting ready to write an album or or do a a gig or just give me some Zooby wisdom on that.
2: Yeah, sure. Well, I think a lot of practice is about repetition and it's about just putting in time and doing the same thing Over and over, and consistently monitoring and improving. So, whether I'm writing a song or I'm in the studio or I'm on stage, those are all quite different activities, actually. They're fairly different skill sets. So, in terms of songwriting, I tend to write in bursts. So, I can go a whole year without writing a single song. Hmm. And then, I mean, my album, I wrote this album, Word of Zuby, I wrote that in about five weeks. Um, wow. if that, maybe more like three to four weeks. And then I recorded the whole album in two days. When you hear it, you're not going to believe it was recorded in two days. Unbelievable. But, um, I re- yeah. So when I'm on, when the creative juices are going, then I'm in. Um, so that's kind of my songwriting process. And then in terms of my recording. So firstly, you're talking about practice. So I don't record songs until they're memorized. So there are some artists who literally write a song and then they go and they record it 10 minutes after they've written it. With me, I... As I'm writing a song, that's also the memorization process. So as I'm writing a song, I'm going over it over and over and over again and tweaking it. And normally by the time I've finished writing a song, unless I wrote it really fast, I've memorized the majority of, but I won't go into the studio and record it. So the whole album was memorized before I stepped in that studio and started recording, right? It's all in my head. And then I can just focus on my delivery. I can focus on my flow, my passion. I'm not there trying to remember... What words I'm supposed to say. And then that also comes into the live performances. So, of course, the song's already memorized. So, when it comes to a live show, pretty much good to go. If it's been a long time since I've performed, like right now, it's been over a year since I've done a show. So, Mm -hmm. before I step on the stage again, I'm definitely going to have to run through my songs over and over and over again to make sure that the lyrics are in place. But then at the same time, and not everyone will necessarily agree with this part, but I like to leave kind of 20% open. I don't like to over-practice. I don't want to rehearse to a stage where it becomes very sort of inflexible, right? So I like to keep it a little bit loose so that, cool, I know what I'm doing, but I can shift it up a little bit. If I want to change the order of the songs, or maybe I want to cut this song short, or I want to drop something in here that's a little bit different, i've got the yeah. yeah I've got the flexibility to yeah. do that. It's the same if I'm gonna do a talk or a presentation. in fact, with those I tend to practice i tend to practice less if I'm doing a talk than a live performance. If it's a talk, then I normally will sort of <laughs> analyze the the audience and see who's there and see what's on my on my i i, I have the ability to improvise somewhat. I think the can improvise yeah, that's the more right. you can get away without practicing everything but for some people or if you're very new to it. Then yeah, you need to practice and rehearse more before you start trying to freestyle aspects of it.
0: Yeah, and I, I also believe, like you said, that it, when you're when the song is memorized, like you put a lot of words into a short amount of space in some of your songs. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Uh, in your music, which I like, so you almost have you. You you not. That's a script you can't read. You're going to have to memorize that. Second thing is that when you when you know you know the music or the presentation, I think it allows you to be more spontaneous because you know you can always get back to the track. And I find that like in a presentation, there's probably certain elements of that presentation, like your initial story or the welcome piece that you that I think we need to practice a little bit more than just the stuff that we're going to wing anyway. So I wouldn't want to ever recommend people script out their whole presentation, but there might be parts of it that you script out because you want to land it. You know, you want to make sure it's impactful.
2: Yeah. Another thing I recommend with practicing is don't just practice until you get it right, but practice till it's very hard for you to get it wrong. Um, And also, I know when I've memorized a song well, because I can I can rap it almost in my sleep like I can be doing something else and I can I can be distracted. And it's so (laughs) embedded and it's so embedded in my brain that I can that I can wrap it whilst I'm doing something else. So for me, that's a good sign that, okay, that song. I got it. Yeah,
0: nailed that one. Well, Zuby, I appreciate your time today. Been great. Talk about branding and practice. And uh, you can find out more about Zuby at zubymusic.com. Once again, my friend, I appreciate you uh, carving out some time to come on today and talk about how you can build your brand for our listeners and how you've done it. And uh, I hope people buy your album. Thanks, Bill. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Zuby. We had a chance to talk after we ended the interview, and he really is a good guy, and he enjoyed it. And We'll probably try to get him back on and talk a little bit more about brand building. But I leave you with his song that uh, stirred up a little controversy. Actually, might have gotten him banned for a couple days from the internet. It's called OK Dude. Hope you enjoy it. See you next week.
2: You know, Zuby got deplatformed. He got kicked off of Twitter. This is crazy. Zuby is a musician. Uh, He's a rapper from the UK um, who's uh, been on the podcast. I mean, the dude doesn't even swear. And someone said, I bet I sleep with more women than you do, to which he writes, OK, dude. And they decided by him saying, OK, dude, that is grounds for being banned. OK,
1: OK, OK, (laughs) OK. Oh, you don't like my style? Okay, dude. Oh, you don't like my lyrics? Okay, dude. Oh, you don't like my politics? Okay, dude. Do you even know what knowledge is? Okay, dude. Oh, now they want to mention me? Okay, dude. So now they wanna censor me. Okay, dude. Tiger blood and dragon energy. And I control my legacy. And I got friends and enemies. Uh, I'm working hard to make a milli baby. Flow is never easy. Couple hundred thousand fans, and it all started with a CD. Used to hustle on the street, and now they see me on the TV. Going viral like Corona, so they try to quarantine me. A couple real celebrities, but most of them are frauds. Tell you how I really feel, because my only fear is God. They be lying on the media and lying through the mob. Hate a simp on social media, they've never seen a prod. I be coming To America like Sammy and Akeem I'm uniting black and white and brown like Martin Luther's dream And I get around the internet like presidential memes And I did it independently, I never had a team You've come a long way Please don't go commercial now Careful with your words Don't be controversial now Winning nothing less F a victimhood mentality Cause I am not oppressed And that's a check to your reality Oh you don't like my style? Okay dude Oh you don't like my lyrics? Okay dude Oh you don't like my politics? Okay dude Do you even know what knowledge is? Okay dude Oh now they wanna mention me? Okay dude So now they wanna censor me? Okay dude Tiger blood and dragon energy And I control my legacy And I got friends and enemies